I'm really glad to have all the artists here today because we have a really, really special sitter. We've got quite a spectacular set and they are so close to winning this massive commission, this big prize. And I think any of these artists would be a really worthy winner. I still can't quite believe that I'm one of only three artists painting today. I'm still waiting for someone to pinch me and wake me up from the dream. I think I just felt a huge amount of joy at being in that situation. I felt very lucky and I just thought I'm going to enjoy this experience because I'm allowed to paint here for the rest of the day and then I'll never, I'll never do this again. And what I hadn't appreciated was that I had to do it two more times after that. The shock of getting through that first heat, I, I'm still shocked about it now. There were so many other fantastic artists there. For all the le years leading up to that, I struggled even to say to people that I am an artist. And I think that whole experience of being on that programme just really affirmed to me that this is what I'm meant to be doing. Hi, I'm Claire, founder of Creativity Found, a community for creative learners and educators, connecting adults who want to find a creative outlet with the artists and crafters who can help them do so with workshops, courses, online events and kits. For this podcast, I chat with people who have found or re-found their creativity as adults. We explore their childhood experiences of the arts, discuss how they came to the artistic practices they now love, and consider the barriers they may have experienced between the two. We'll also explore what it is that people value and gain from their newfound artistic pursuits, and how their creative lives enrich their practical, necessary, everyday lives. If you listened to the first episode in this series with Sally Ward, you will know that Sally had to decline her well-earned place in Sky's Portrait Artist of the Year competition in 2019. But in 2020, she entered again, and to her utter surprise, made it all the way to the final. Sally painted Melanie Seitz, Bernadine Evaristo, and Eddie Izzard, and was very relieved that she didn't trip over any cables. Let's find out more. I somehow ended up in the final of that competition the following year. You know, I think from the from the moment that I had to decline the place, I was then determined to give it my best shot the following year. So no no duplicate uh, competition entering. <laughs> I remember going through all sorts of wrestles with what what portrait I would submit because obviously I'd been accepted with my first oil portrait and I, I wrestled about whether to resubmit because you can resubmit the same painting and I thought it did get me through last time but strangely I felt that that wasn't the right thing to do and so I did a, another self-portrait to enter the sky competition and I'm, I'm glad I did because I just felt that it was important for me to to demonstrate that it's not just about one painting, but it's about me as an artist. And I was developing so much in my ideas about portraiture at that point that to submit something that I'd done right at the beginning of the process or, you know, two years before just didn't feel right to me. So I wanted to demonstrate a progression and 
again, I just sort of, I think I wanted to demonstrate that this was a serious thing for me. My development and my thoughts about where my portraiture was going was, was something that I also wanted to demonstrate. Um, so I submitted that portrait in the end. And I'm sure like everyone else who enters it, you just think, oh, have I done the right thing? But it was selected the following year. And um, the competition was filmed in the summer of 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. So it was really touch and go throughout the beginning of that year about whether it would actually go ahead because we were right in the middle of all those uh, lockdowns. But amazingly, the people at Story Vault who produced the programme <laughs> have an amazingly can-do attitude and they made it work. It was brilliant. And so I went on the programme, hugely nerve-wracking, very stressful, but totally transformative. It was another one of those moments I thought I'd completely bombed. I think I always do tend to think that I've bombed at something. And so the, the shock of getting through that first heat, I, I'm still shocked about it now. There were so many other fantastic artists there that day and you know in, in the competition I'm honestly I was humbled by it then and I still am and so to my to my shock I got through to the semi-final and I had to go and book a load more time off work <laughs> which I hadn't been planning for um and I painted so I painted Melanie Sykes model and presented Melanie Sykes in the heat and then I went on to paint Booker Prize winner Bernadine Avaristo in the semi-final and the semi-final was an incredibly incredibly intense experience more intense than the heat because perhaps the stakes were a bit higher again I wasn't expecting to get through at all but I think I just wanted to grasp the opportunity and give it my best shot and I don't think I've ever concentrated that hard for that long <laughs> ever <laughs> in my life it was the most intense experience and I only just finished the painting in time and there was no no room for error and so you know it's a wonderful again surprise but an amazing moment when they put me through to the final and I got to paint Eddie Izzard who you know, had been someone I had admired for, for many, many years. I'd always just loved Eddie Izzard. And it was just a fantastic experience, even though it was very pressured and very stressful. Where, where would you get an experience like that? Three such distinct artists, it's great seeing all of their work on the wall, and then you watch them today, they all just take such a different approach. Yeah, but it's nice to see that consistency of style. You know, Curtis gets right in there with his little stool. Yeah. Uh, Kofi stands back, thinks long and hard and mm. gently. Yeah. And then Sally quietly sort of grids up. She's the most technical, isn't she? She's just sort of dissecting the light, the form. Curtis is very psychological. He's like, how do I 
get Eddie's spirit on this page. And Kofi, I think, somewhere between. Yeah, you're making me realise even more how hard it's going to be to judge between them at the end. Yeah. But thank goodness we've got the commissions. Oh, make or break those commissions. I hope they're good. So it's, it's hard enough being in a competition, um, probably in a situation that you're not normally in when you're painting at home you know you've got your time stipulations you've got someone there that you admire you've got other people around production crew and what have you do you think that affected the work that was coming out or affected you mentally or did you get into a zone where you're like I'll just pretend I'm at home in my home studio and I'll just work like I normally do Mm. I found it a really fascinating experience because I would say if I had predicted how I would have been in that situation, I would have said that my hand would have been shaking, that I'd sort of, you know, <laughs> I'd probably trip over something or, yeah, I'd be all nervous. I wouldn't be able to talk to the judges properly. And none of that happened. And I can only think that I was incredibly nervous in the build up to it. And, you know, there are lots of unknowns in that situation. You don't know who your sitter is going to be. You don't know what the production crew are going to be like. You don't know how that will all feel. You don't know whether you'll feel comfortable. So that was all horribly nerve wracking. But the very odd thing was that once I started painting, and that sounds like, again, such a cheesy thing to say, but once I started painting, um, I had been homeschooling my son for 10 weeks flat out before that and I tell you it was a joy (laughs) to not be homeschooling and to be painting and I think I was so I was just so grateful I think because you know the pandemic had been so difficult and had certainly meant that I had far less time to paint because of the children being at home and working I think I just felt a huge amount of joy at being in that situation I felt very lucky and I just thought I'm going to enjoy this experience because I'm allowed to paint here for the rest of the day and then I'll never I'll never do this again and what I hadn't appreciated was that I had to do it three more two more times after that (laughs) Um, but in terms of you know the the production crew were fabulous made us feel very comfortable The chats with the judges were, again, thinking about it in advance. I thought I'd be very nervous and find it very intimidating. But I genuinely enjoyed our conversations. I had some amazing chats with Ty Shanshirenberg, one of the judges, who's an incredible artist. And, you know, it just, it was an amazing experience because to suddenly get this sort of critical eye on your work and for an artist of that of that standing to be looking at your palette and saying you know how how are you going to approach this and suddenly again sorry cheesy comment but it's like we were just talking the same language and it all felt like it just clicked into place and it was a really moving experience because of that as well, because for all the le- years leading up leading up to that, I struggled even to say to people that I am an artist. And I think 
that whole experience of being on that program just really affirmed to me that this is what I'm meant to be doing and it's not that I don't like my other job at all I do but this is this is my language this is how I this is how I communicate and there are other people I realize the other artists there on the day um, the judges there are other people who get that and I haven't had those conversations before and I just really want to have more of those conversations and immerse myself in this lovely world of art and people who love art and talk about art and think about art (laughs) (laughs) so it was a good experience (laughs) yeah oh I'm so pleased there's so much more to anybody's journey guests on this show than just actually picking up a paintbrush or picking up a musical instrument there's so much more that the new creative activity does for life Mm -hmm. All sorts of journeys everybody has, which is absolutely fabulous. And that's what we want to hear. So thank you so much for being able to share that. I mean, again, Sally, sort of a motorway to the emotions. It's interesting that I don't know Sally's teacher at all, but there's just so much love in this painting, Mm -hmm. but also incredible loneliness and isolation. I think there was a sort of quiet loneliness in all of Sally's paintings, which I thought was incredibly poignant. I mean, it's that pathos I was talking about earlier. There's a real sense of of calm, of dignity, Mm. you know, of quiet achievement. I mean, we see it in Sally's portrait of Eddie as well, you know, the, the same far away look and I think she's also been really clever here with the composition I think having that little shock of Eddie's dress sort of peeking through at the bottom Mm. and that pale pink of the neon it sort of bounces your eye around an otherwise fairly still portrait I love the way that she puts paint down she's almost sculpting them with the paint getting the planes in but through the process of doing that she really does come up with something which has a real um, energy to it Thanks so much for listening to Creativity Found. If your podcast app has the facility, please leave a rating and review to help other people find us. On Instagram and Facebook, follow at Creativity Found Podcast. And on Pinterest, look for at Creativity Found. And finally, don't forget to check out creativityfound.co.uk, the website connecting adults who want to find a creative outlet with the artists and crafters who can help them tap into their creativity. When I created the Creativity Found website and the collective membership, I had no previous knowledge regarding the technical aspects of making an idea into a reality, a bit like when I started this podcast. I came across Kajabi, which allowed me to build the website so that visitors can easily find the creative classes, kits or supplies they are looking for through pages that look inviting and that showcase my members' talents. Kajabi also handles the membership, my mailing list and newsletters, the online community, taking payments and it's where I host the Creativity Found Collective online meetups. If you're interested to learn more about how Kajabi can help you run and streamline your small business, you can find an affiliate link in the show notes and receive a 14-day free trial.